Hey everybody, welcome to this Xbox Life episode number 220, titled The Year in Review. This episode was recorded on Sunday, December 9th, 2012, uh, in Arizona and Illinois, simultaneously. How about that? Uh, this is a show where we talk about all things Xbox and anything else that we want to talk about. Uh, my name is Rob, also known as Presar on Xbox Live, and I got my good buddy Marcus Maximus with me here today. Hey, oh, that's your that's your new Xbox Live uh, avatar name there. Oh, Marcus I changed, Maximus. I, I changed my gamer tag. <laughs> you will. <laughs> oh, okay. Marcus Maximus seven oh nine. You sending me the 800 Microsoft points to do it? <laughs> sure, why not? That sounds good. Well, <laughs> if you actually do it, yeah. <laughs> well, sure. I don't know if you it's send me the help. points, I'll get right on it. Right. <laughs> hey, Mark, look, you played some new DLC, but your name's still the same. What's up with that? <sighs> I'll get <Yeah>. to it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, you know, we got a whole bunch of really good stuff planned for this episode including the year in review where we'll talk about all the fun stuff that's been happening this past year in the xbox uh, world uh, a couple of things to note before we get on with the show is that those of you that have gone to the website in the past couple of days might have noticed that site's been slightly redesigned so uh, you know check it out at this xboxlife.com if you haven't so there's going to be a little bit of um, additional changes that are done we're just taking it into a format where we can do news stories and all that fun stuff like we used to do before. So, you know, check it out and, uh, you know, let us know what you think. Can you think of anything else before we get rolling, Mark? Um, I think the coolest thing on the site redesign is if you... Yes. You I can now send us a voicemail right from the website using your headset, I mean your microphone, from your computer so you don't have to make a phone call to us anymore. Yes. So. It's sort of similar to what TalkBox used to be, for those of you that were around for a while. Although I think this actually works a little bit nicer than TalkBox. You just click the button, do your recording, and then you hit send. So, uh, yeah, check it out. We'd love to hear from you, and we'll use it on the show. Keep it clean. It's a family show. Unless you're Canadian. A. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, that's right. Then we'll bleep you. <laughs> okay. So, Mark, uh, what have you been playing? Um, well, it's been a been a rough week. I didn't get a lot. I got some gaming in, not all. Just a heads up, Rob. If I if I say something tonight that sounds weird or completely off target, it's because I'm on drugs right now. <laughs> well, it's normal for you. <laughs> well, that's true. But if this one's really <laughs> out there. I'm in a lot of pain right now, and uh, I got put on some pretty heavy-duty drugs today, so bear with me tonight. But um, I did play some Halo 4 this week. Um, I did play some Assassin's Creed 3. I have gone back, now that I cleared out kind of everything I was wanting to play, I dug back into Assassin's Creed 3, um, and I'm finally playing as Connor as an adult. So I think I'm actually where it's at. The real game actually starts. So um, it's starting to get to be more of what I'm used to. Um, But uh, the thing I really don't like about this game, um, 
and it, it bothered me in the last one that they did is they like rechanged all the buttons so they moved all the buttons around so the stuff that I was used to doing in Assassin's Creed they, they don't work the same way anymore um, and I think because I had such a delay between when I first started this and then I walked away. It's like I don't remember what any button does. I can't figure out how to select things, and it's causing me big problems. But Well, you know, from a gamer that tends to put games down for a while and then revisit them, this is normal life for me. It, it sucks. <laughs> <laughs> You're literally relearning everything without the help of that initial tutorial. And I'm not really going to go through this initial tutorial because it yeah. was like six hours. Yeah. <laughs> so not going to do it, but I am working <laughs> through it. Um, so I will, it's going to take me some time because I've been playing other stuff too, but I will get through it. Um, got some Dead Island in this week. Um, got together with some friends and played um, the, uh, what's it called? Bloodbath Arena. Um and it's pretty cool. Uh, I've got this gun that you never have to reload. <laughs> the thing does like kills everything like in one shot, two max. And uh, you can actually play Dead Island now with a gun. And, you know, so it's pretty sweet. So um, it just went into the arenas and we just had a lot of fun. Cleared out a bunch of achievements and just, you know, I forgot how much fun that dead island is i really enjoy that game um and i can't wait for the next version to come out here next next year so i'm really looking forward to that um and i also played some rock band blitz uh, so but that's uh that pretty much wraps up my week how about you well it was a very light week for me in gaming so let's move on to the topics <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty. Okay, I'll go from lights to non-existent. <laughs> yeah, for some people, the holiday season uh, kind of gets light at work. For me, it kind of ramped up slightly. Yeah. So, got a whole bunch of stuff to do before my project is over at the end of the month. So, I, I don't know if my gaming will increase... Uh, after that, into January, I hope so, but we'll see. Good times. All right. Not if you're not gaming. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> Ain't that full show? Okay. So uh, you ready to get on with the today's topics? Yeah, I think. Uh, yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's rock it. Okay. Uh, a little bit of. Uh, Microsoft um, rumor, scuttlebutt or whatnot, is that uh, Microsoft is looking to hire a producer to develop interactive TV experiences. Uh, there's been a lot of stuff going back and forth over the past couple of years of you know Microsoft making some kind of um, I don't know foothold or whatever into television because well, I think we've talked about them in the past too. Yeah, it's here. And, uh, you know, it looks like, you know, there's some more truth to that, you know, with them actually looking to hire somebody. Um, basically, they're looking to hire a television producer to develop and deliver a number of new TV projects using Xbox Live and Connect. So that's what uh, a want ad on LinkedIn 
uh, read. Uh, it further went on to say, Soho Productions is pushing the boundaries of Connect and Live to bring a new line of interactive television experiences to the world. Working with leading global entertainment partners, we are creating experiences that are not bound by the traditional definitions of television or gaming. Experiences we're watching and participating are inseparable and will delight and enrich the lives of people everywhere. Whoa. So I guess if you're... Uh, what a you know, spin. Yeah. If, if that's something you can do and you're looking for a job, <laughs> check them out on LinkedIn. So that, that's kind of interesting that you know they're looking to do something, you know, they're trying to make motions into that. You know, it's hard to say exactly how, um, I don't want to say like how big this project is going to be because it's just one position. It doesn't look like it's going to be a team. But, you know, when these departments get going, it does start with somebody to kind of champion it. And then they bring in everybody else underneath them. So, you know, we'll, we'll have to see what happens, you know, because, you know, they're looking to do all those new consoles, right? Like that small set-top box, right? That you know is rumored to be coming out soon, and you know there's all that uh, Surface, uh, Xbox Surface type of, I don't know, gaming tablet or whatnot. You know, all this content has to go somewhere, and it looks like Microsoft is doing the hardware to create this stuff, and they need the content and they need the people to do it. And so, yeah, and there's some kind of I didn't check out what it was, but there was. Um, if you rent um, the latest Batman movie from the Zune, or I guess it's from Xbox Video. I, I'm going to be uh-huh. saying Zune for a while. But the Dark Knight Rises? Is yeah, then there's like some smart glass integration with that too, in, in with the movie. So I don't know exactly what it does, but they're, they're starting the smart glasses extending into their video, or into the yeah. videos. So I thought that was interesting because it's not even their video. Yeah. So... Um, you know, it's not like anything they did, but they're writing or doing content for, you know, I don't, what is that, a Warner Brothers movie? Um, which I thought that was pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. So. Oh, heck yeah. So, you know, I bet we'll see something in the next year. You know, 2013, 2014, late, you know, at the latest. Because, you know, all that stuff's rumored to be out next year. Well, right alongside the next Xbox, so. Yeah. Exciting times, my friend. Yeah. Okay. So, well, if you're an Assassin's Creed 3 player and you and you love it and you bought the season pass, you'll be excited to know that uh, the first piece of DLC has been made available. It's called The Hidden Secrets. And uh, this came out for season pass holders already. It was available on December 4th. If you're not a season pass holder, you'll, you'll be able to grab this on December 11th. Um, but what this is, is it adds three extra missions. The Lost Mayan Ruins, The Ghost of War, and A Dangerous Secret for an additional hour of gameplay. Which kind of surprised me. It's like three extra missions, but I guess they're only about 20 minutes each because it's only um, an hour and extra of gameplay. Um, I, I was hoping it'd be like an hour each, I would think. But I don't know. Hopefully they don't charge people a lot for this. Uh, but this takes gamers from the lost Mayan ruins to the high seas, so every successful mission is rewarded with in-game weapons, and gamers will also receive two single-player costumes, including the fabled captain of the Aquila f- uniform and the traditional colonial assassin outfit. 
and two multiplayer characters, including the Fearsome Redcoat and the Deadly Sharpshooter. So, there you have it. The first piece of the Season Pass DLC is now available. Cool. All right. So, with uh, Call of Duty Black Ops 2 uh, having come out, I don't know, what, uh, about two, three weeks ago, uh, there was a, a little bit of concern that people had because uh, the publisher didn't release some of the numbers initially. So, at first we heard that uh, Call of Duty Black Ops 2 had beaten 500 million in 24 hours. And then there's a five-day total that they kind of skipped out on. This was the thing that people were worried about. But still, I mean, 500 million in 24 hours. That's crazy. Ah, it's small potatoes. <laughs> that's, I mean, that's what? Probably nine... Nine it's a lot wrong. of it's a lot of copies, man. <laughs> Is that ninety million copies? Yeah, it's some yeah somewhere on there. Anyway, I don't it, think it's, it's more 90, than. I don't think it's, it's ninety million. But five hundred million. Maybe nine no, million. Nine million. Copies. Nine million. <laughs> ninety million would be a heck of a record. <laughs> well, actually, <laughs> the, but wait, there's more. Oh, okay. so yeah, no, so. Uh, 500 million in 24 hours. They skipped the five-day total, which you know worried some people that it wasn't selling too good. Uh, maybe that it followed uh, Windows 8 sales numbers, but anyway. So they released their 15-day uh, sales uh, numbers, and they reached 1 billion. So wow, that's that's a lot of simoleons right there. A billion dollars in sales in just a little bit over two weeks. So they reached 500 million in the first 24 hours, and then they did another 500 million in the next uh, 14 days. So, wow, good for did them. They, did they, is there any stats in there? Did it actually, is it the top-selling Call of Duty title now? Did it surpass last year's? Well, it surpassed, I know, what, in the first... In the first day, it surpassed uh, Modern Warfare, Warfare 3. 3. Which had set the record for... Because like Black Ops broke all the other previous Call of Duty records. And then Modern Warfare 3 broke that. As it, I'm looking, Modern Warfare 3 did $775 million in five days. So we don't know how many Black Ops 2 sold in five days because they didn't do numbers. Right. But if you said they sold 500,000 copies in the first day. Right. I'm guessing they probably didn't hit it in five days. They did not beat 775. But they probably have at this point. Because the even the pre-orders um, for, for Black Ops 2 exceeded the Modern Warfare 3 pre-order sales. So their numbers were up. So. But I don't think it's anything to worry about. I think that franchise is still strong with those kind of numbers, man. Oh, yeah. It's, oh, for it, sure. It seems to to be a force to be reckoned with. Mm-hmm. Everybody loves their Call of Duty, man. Yeah. I can't wait to get my hands on it. I still haven't played it. I'm holding out, begging my children, please get Daddy <laughs> Call of Duty Black Ops 2 for Christmas, please. <laughs> if you know what's good for you for the next year. <laughs> yeah. If you want to eat, you'll do it. <laughs> I want Call of Duty, not Skylanders. <laughs> yeah, that's probably what I'll end up getting. 
Yeah, the the Giants, is that yep. the new one? Yeah, my little guy already <laughs> was trying to talk my wife into it. Daddy wants Skylanders. Yeah. <laughs> no. My little boy wants it. <laughs> yeah. He's smart. You know, at oh, that yeah. age, he's already going, this is what Dad wants. I want to yes. get this for Dad. No, he wants to get it for himself. <laughs> and then he bats his eyelashes at her. Yeah. Okay. So. So, uh, yeah, so they reached a billion in, in 15 days. There's uh, a little bit of a MW3 thing is that they reached 1 billion in 16 days. So maybe that's their big bragging right right there. They beat it by a day. Yeah. Well. Since so from what they've released, I would gather that okay, they did five hundred million in the first day. At five days, they did not beat seven hundred and seventy five. Which was the uh yeah, seven seventy five million in five days for MW three, Modern Warfare three. But then they did squeak out. 775,000. Million. Wait. Not 700. Oh, you're talking money. You're talking money. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm, I'm looking at sales figures of, okay, no, no. of units. You're talking dollars. Okay. Okay. So, all right. So, from the start, they got 500 million of Black Ops 2 in the first day. Okay. Right. They got. They did not beat 775 million in five days set by Modern Warfare 3. Okay. So they didn't announce that. It was probably just a little bit less. But then they squeaked out a billion one day before, so they announced that. Okay. That's what I'm thinking. Probably. Well, they always got to make it, they don't want to make it look like it's been worse than before. Yeah. I mean, that's any company's going to put the good spin on it, but. I'm looking at the sales charts right now for global sales of Call of Duty Black Ops as of December 1st, which was nine days ago. So this this is a week old. wonder why they haven't updated. It'll probably update tomorrow. But I'm surprised it's still a week old. But on the 360, they've sold 760,000, almost 761,000 units, almost and like 654,000 units on PlayStation 3. So that was just in the first couple of weeks. So we have another right. nine days since then. So I know my copy's in there somewhere. <laughs> yeah. so, somewhere. Somewhere. So yeah, I don't. I don't think. Uh, I don't think it's hurting. <laughs> Too much. All right. Okay. So that takes it over to me, right? Let's see. Yes, sir. I want to look. the Just so we know for the Call of Duty. Oh, I wish it would combine them. Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3 on the 360 sold total 14.74 million copies. Wow. On Xbox alone. Wow. Uh, did 12.5 million copies on PlayStation 3. So, and, okay, so that's a pretty good, okay, so on Xbox, it sold 14.74 million globally on Xbox, the Modern Warfare 3. Is now there a PC number for two? Year. That's for the past year. Just in, what, three, four weeks, Black Ops 2 has sold 8.48 million on Xbox alone. 
So, you know, they're that's a big chunk. So does that show PC numbers at all? Yes, I'm just curious. Yes. I'm curious how that compares to the consoles. Um, PC Modern Warfare Three has <laughs> sold 1.56 million copies. Okay. Um, I don't see Black Ops Two. Oh, there it is. Black Ops Two on a PC sold 0.59, so only 590,000 copies. Okay. Yeah, yeah. PC. I would have thought it would have been PC higher. Gaming is dead. Look at that proof in the numbers. Well, that's they probably pirated a lot more though. Because yeah, people on the PC side, they don't buy games. So. Hmm. Yeah, plus, you know, you're also limited by the graphics card and the CPU, whereas, you know, you buy your 360 and it just works. Yep. So, that's the beauty, man. Plug in and yeah. play. Plug and play, man. So. Interesting. Oh, okay. Um, all right. So real quick, um, if you guys don't have enough music applications already in your Xbox, uh, you can now listen to music through the Rhapsody app, which is now available on your Xbox. Of course, you must have Xbox Live Gold for this to work. I, I just still don't understand that. Oh, and you have to have a paid Rhapsody account. So you have to pay for it twice, essentially. <laughs> I, I don't know when Microsoft's going to just let this stuff be free like every other console in existence yeah we're the only ones that have to pay for a service to use the apps and, and we for, love it for a service that you already are paying for so yep. i i really hope they drop the fees next time around or they they give us something more than freaking 25 cent 20 microsoft points on your birthday so that's ridiculous yeah so and that's not i'm not making that up that's true because Brun just got his 20 Microsoft points. And the email said, don't spend them all in one place. <laughs> you can't even buy anything for 20 Microsoft points. Yeah. It, it equates to 25 cents. That's what I you wonder, get for your birthday. That's I wonder, a big gift. I wonder uh, if whoever coded that like realized what like the typical people would get. <laughs> it's just so stupid. Yeah. So, but, you know. Is it almost is it almost better to not get anything than to get something like small like that? I think it's better not to get anything at all. Yeah. Um, some people say, well, it's better than nothing, but really, I don't think so because I think a quarter is. I'm giving you sixty dollars a year, and you're going to give me a quarter. That's like a slap in the face. It's like, oh, hey, look, you get this big reward, and it's nothing. It's 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 like they're trying to make it sound like they're giving you something when they're really not. You know, that's the thing. If what is it you're getting? A quarter? You, you know what that buy, reminds. You can't buy an Avatar T-shirt for a hat <laughs> for that. Sure, you can a free one. <laughs> so. That reminds me of a a couple of years ago. I won a contest because you know, I was filling out all these things, just mailing them back, and I got a thing. It's like you won, you won. You know, we'll notify you of your prize soon. And then uh, it was a prize of ten thousand dollars. But what wound up happening is they split it amongst like thousands of people. So my share that I got was 10 cents. Ah, nice. But you know what I did? I went and I, I deposited it. 
Because yeah. I'm like, you know, these guys are betting that people just say, screw this. They're not going to do it. So next time I was at the bank, I deposited my 10 cents and I got my share of that just to screw them because they wanted to get out of doing their prize. Yeah. Anyways. Anyways. The Rhapsody, that was... the Rhapsody apps includes access to the full music library, allowing users to access playlists, which this is nice. You've constructed on other devices. It also supports gesture and voice commands via connect. Um, you know, so if you're into that thing, there you go. I'll tell you what, Connect has got a long way to go. Um, I actually was, I actually loaded up the Netflix app the other day for the first time, being that I'm kind of stranded in a chair right now, in my lazy boy. And um, so I, I loaded it up and I'm like, so I was talking to it. So I just said, you know, Xbox and uh, Netflix. Like, give me a soda. Okay, so I'm saying, so I'm using voice commands, right? So I'm like, Xbox. Right. Uh, Netflix, or recent, and then Netflix. And then it launches, and it immediately goes into, oh, there's a pro, there's an update. Well, guess what? You can't voice command to download the update. You have to go get a controller, turn it on, to hit the A button to accept the update. Isn't that pathetic? So I can't fully utilize life. it. So then it does its thing, then it comes back, so then i got to go through the whole thing again, right? Well, now the Netflix app, so it comes up and it takes a minute to run and load. But what it does is it loads up to another screen, and you have to say either Netflix again or Netflix for kids. So I have to basically launch Netflix twice just to get to get into the stupid thing. It's just so dumb. Okay. So, but, um, yeah, it's just, it's annoying when you try to use something and they always talk about, ooh, it's got this, it's got this. Yeah, but if you get an update, blows it out the water. Go find your controller. You know? Oh, yeah. It's just annoying. Uh, but anyways, I have hey. to get a little rant in here and there because Bron, could, Bron was going to join us today and he can't. So he had a catastrophe at his house. So, <laughs> so I got to throw in a couple of complaints just, you know, to, since he's not here to do it. Good. All right. Hey, uh, real quick, because you're talking about the connect there. Um, I've been kind of thinking about having uh, what my Xbox downstairs uh, moving the connect or reconnecting the connect and having some kids games for my son. Like do you think there's any uh, good games out there for like a, a five-year-old, four or five-year-old um, for the Connect? It's tough because it depends on where your Connect is at. Um, if it's sitting kind of like below your TV, I can move it down for him. Down, then it'll pick him up. Right. Um, what I would probably suggest, what my kids have liked, is the Carnival games uh, was a big hit. Okay. Um, uh, they like the Star Wars Connect. There's different things. Like my five-year-old likes um, the Rancor Stomp because all he does is just stomp around, you know, and he can jump and the Rancor jumps and he he just smashes buildings. He loves that. So there's not a there's not really a lot to it. They can just kind of flail around and the thing will mimic them. So that's okay. a real good one. Um, Carnival games is pretty good for for that too. There's some that are might be a little tough for a five year old to pick up, but uh, 
Um, How about that Disney thing? Because I know yeah, the, really likes Disney Junior. Well, the Connect Disneyland Adventures, Connect Disneyland Adventures. Yeah. Yeah, that uh, I can report back to you in a couple of weeks on that one. <laughs> okay. Roger. Yeah, I'm just trying to think what else that they like. Um, I mean, they like the Connect games. They like the the one. What is it? The the one that like comes with the thing, Connect Adventures. Right. The one that comes with it is has a ton of great stuff in there that the kids really like. So, is that the, is that the one with the uh, like the raft going down the, yes. the water? Yes. Okay. Yeah, and there's like you can hit balls and plug holes <laughs> with the, the like hit these balls back and forth and. The, really? There's this one that has like you're in a like a glass aquarium, or you're looking into an aquarium, and like yeah. the shark will come up and bump the glass and poke a hole, poke, poke a hole in it, and you got to put your hand up to to patch the the glass type of thing so that it doesn't flood. And the kids really enjoyed that one because the you know the kid the fish would come up to the thing and like you get a blowfish comes up all of a sudden he poof he puffs out and it and he and he his uh, spines poke the glass and stuff type of thing. So yeah, cute, cute stuff like that. So I'll have to check that out. But yeah, carnival games is the one my kids tend to like to play the most. Um, and the star Wars, those are the two most popular. And what was that other one with the smashing? Uh, that's the connect adventures. That's the one that comes with the connect. Okay. So that's the one that has the thing where with the raft, no, no, no. The the, the game where uh, they smash stuff and they kind of stomp around. Oh, that's the Kinect Star Wars. The Kinect Star Wars. You play as the Rancor. So you, oh, you're okay. this big giant Rancor and you're smashing this town and you can pick up little people and throw them and pick up droids and throw them. And, okay. But they, just, they can just jump around. If you jump in the air, the Rancor actually jumps up and they can slam their fist down and... Uh, my five-year-old absolutely loves that game. Okay. You know, and it's like it's it's like they don't care about score. He just loves smashing stuff. It's just so much fun for him. <laughs> and that game actually worked best for him. It picked really? him up. Um, you know, uh, other stuff. You know, like Racketeer. It, there's certain movements you got to make, and this is for a five-year-old. It's just not going to work. Uh, things you might want to check out too is the that new. Sesame Street. Um, there's a Sesame Street thing for Connect. Um, it okay. has something to do with like the Nat Geo and Sesame Street. Both came out really close to each other. I forgot what they were called. Let me look it up real quick. But um, that's probably would be really good. Okay. The Sesame Street TV. That's what it's called. Connect Sesame Street TV. Um, Supposedly, they're supposed to be able to like interact somehow with the characters in the in the Sesame Street, and so they're learning. And then there's a Nat Geo one as well, that's kind okay. of like the same thing. So I th- I would say take a look at those two. Oh, for sure. I got my laundry list now. Alrighty. Thanks, much appreciated. Now back to our regular scheduled programming. <laughs> <laughs> Which I think okay. goes back to you. All right. Okay, so uh, for those of you that have been uh, partaking in Halo 4 Spartan Ops, yeah, uh, the uh, campaign is going to go on a little bit of a hiatus. Uh, this is going to be a hiatus uh, starting next week. 
Uh, it'll be back on January 21st. So what about six weeks later ish five weeks later. And, uh, Probably, yeah. Yeah. So while this thing is on hiatus, you can go outside and play. Yeah. Or play something else. For sure. Or just keep <laughs> playing them because you still get XP if you replay the, the Spartan op missions. So, yep. So, all right. Um, Rob, do you remember the game? I don't know if you ever played it. I never did, but the game called Dark Souls. Yes. Did you play that one? I played a little bit of it. I hear that this game was like super insanely hard. I heard it was, well, my buddy that showed it to me, uh, we were over by his house and we were playing it. I mean, he just loved it. Just loved it. But, I mean, it... Yeah, I mean, it was something else, man. I mean, it it had such a weird look to it that it was intriguing, but man, hard, hard, very hard. Yeah, well, Dark Souls Two has been announced. If you watch the VGAs this past weekend, um, they had a, a world premiere trailer out there uh, for Dark Souls Two. Um, so. It will be coming out on the Xbox 360. Yay! And the trailer has been removed. (laughs) Um, I thought it was been... Hasn't it been put back? Well, go out I don't know. I just just tried to play it. it Do a search for... uh, What is it? Spike TV? Was it on Spike? I think Spike did the VGAs, right? Yes. Um, If you go out to... Yes. If you got the Spike's website, they probably got all the trailers out there, so... Oh, they probably, uh, they probably just made it so you had to go to them to watch it. Or they've probably got the official ones on their YouTube channel or something. But so, but yeah, check it out. Um, I will not be playing it when I hear that the game's like it's super insane hard. No, I'm good. <laughs> I don't. Well, need, they... I don't need hard. I I need it's got to have an easy mode. Oh, and speaking of that, did you watch the VGAs? I did not know. Oh man, you missed out on some pretty funny stuff. The what I thought was the funniest thing of the whole show was Samuel L. Jackson hosted, and he talked about that they're now adding a Samuel L. Jackson mode, difficulty mode, into some what? games. And uh, so they went and did like um, The Walking Dead, and they show like The Walking Dead, and and and, it, and they show it switching it over to Samuel Jackson mode. And um, if you remember, remember the dude caught in the bear trap? Um, At the, was it episode one? I think it was episode one. The very first one. Yeah, there was a dude, yeah, yeah. the kid, the the kid that everybody hated. Was it Ben? Ben, yeah. Um, he, he hit him and that other guy. The, the guy was caught in the bear trap. Yes. Okay, so instead of you playing as Lee, you're playing as Samuel Jackson, and he walks up with this big axe in his hand. And uh, he goes, oh, I see you're in a bear trap. We're just, I'm just going to have to chop that leg off. And the guy's like, what are you doing? What are you talking about? Can't you see there's a release switch right there? Can't you just press the button? And he goes, fool, I'm Sam Jackson. <laughs> I'm going <laughs> to chop that sucker off. And then, and then you see these, um, and then someone's like, oh, no, the zombies are coming. And, and he goes, yep, see, now we got to chop it off because the zombies are on their way. And the guy's laying there. He goes, 
but they're like a mile away and they walk really slow. It'll be at least 10 minutes before they get here. And he goes, sorry. <laughs> he just whacks the leg right off. <laughs> <laughs> and they did, um, they did some other stuff where they were like, had him in other games, you know, and they did it. They put it on the Sam Jackson mode and it was funny. I got a big kick out of those. I thought those were pretty good. Um, but anyways, if, if you get a chance to, I don't know if they'll be replaying it, but you might want to watch it just for some of that. That was pretty, pretty funny. So, but Dark Souls 2 is uh, coming. I don't have a release date. I don't believe they stated in the show. Um, and they don't have anything listed here in the story about when it's coming out, but it is coming. So, And they're saying that the new version, or not, two, uh, not the new version, uh, number two, Dark Souls 2, is going to be more accessible so that, that to me means easier. Yeah, <laughs> but see, I don't know. I mean, I I think that I they they'll probably still have like a super hard mode because the people that really liked it, I think, really enjoyed that it. it was a hard game. That was one of the things that I remember reading about is that a lot of people are upset that a lot of games nowadays are too easy. I mean, personally, I think I'd rather have a game that I can actually complete. You know, and that's why I like if you make difficulty modes, make the hardest one. Make it super hard. I'm not going to play it, but allow me to finish the game anyways on an easier mode. Yeah, well, you know, allow normal people to play it. <laughs> yeah. So, but Dark Souls 2 is kind of, or Dark Souls was like one of those games that kind of heralded back to the old arcade games or days where it was just friggin' hard. Oh, yeah. So, I don't know how it will be perceived if, you know, people might not be happy if they're going to make it a little easier, but. Because yeah, I remember reading an article or something a while back, a couple of years ago, where they were talking about how a lot of the games now, they when they design them, they basically have to, I don't want to say dumb them down, but maybe that's fitting, uh, just so that people can complete them. Because if they make the games too difficult, people are upset because they can't complete it. So they purposely make it too easy. You know, they put too, too many power-ups or healths or ammunition all over the place, you know, just so, you know, the people that aren't necessarily really good at it can see a game doesn't have to be impossible. That's not what makes it a game. You know, how many board games do you sit down and go, Oh, I ain't playing this board game. It's impossible. You know, I mean, (laughs) it happens. (laughs) I mean, forbidden Island comes to mind, but um, (laughs) the kitty game, I don't, I don't play that piece of crap, but, um, you Does know, your family still play it? Or yes, they, they do. In fact, my daughter and wife are playing it tonight. Oh, nice. So, um, You're missing but, out, my friend. Oh, it's, it's, thanks. You know what? You should get the adult version of that. It's called Pandemic, about global catastrophes. <laughs> it's I actually. Think, pretty I good. think I'll pass. Okay. Um, Figured. So, anyways, a game doesn't have to be hard. I mean, it. it it's a meat. It's this is. Gaming is a form of entertainment, yes. and if I can't complete it, it's like how many times do you ever watch a movie and then it's like, oh well, I just can't finish watching it. You know, I mean, you always get to watch oh, you the mean, movie. You're oh, you always able like, to go from start to finish. You always get to read a book from start to finish. You always get to listen to an album from start to finish. Why should a game be any different? Why should yeah. it be like, well, I can start it and I can't get anywhere past level one, so then I have to quit. It's like having a TV show canceled on you <laughs> oh. at uh, Cliffhanger. Yep, I can think of several TV shows that I have absolutely loved that they killed after season one. Yeah. 
Oh. After the huge, huge cliffhanger, sorry, it's not going to be back. So. Every year, every year. Uh, no, I, I think they do need to make games more accessible. And not, not, you know, and it doesn't mean that you have to take away the hardness because you can put an easier skill level in. You oh, can for put sure. it on, you know, play it on easy. I played Hitman on normal. Almost played it on easy. I thought I'd try it on normal and I made it through there. Um, but I've played some games on easy just because, you know what? I don't want to get bogged down and get grenades spammed and you know I, I just to me that it just doesn't it takes the fun out of the game i want to go through the story i want to enjoy it and you know what i don't see anything wrong with that if that's the way i choose to play so i and i'm glad that i think it's good that they're going to add it in and maybe an easier difficulty to make it more open to people right. like i wouldn't touch the other one because i heard it's impossible to play you know, I, it's just not my style. You know? I mean, my experience with it was that there was maybe like an hour or two into the game, there was this corridor where you're trying to go down the corridor and over into, I think it was the left side. Well, there was like a skeleton archer or something at the end of that corridor. So you basically turn into this corridor and then arrows are flying your way. And I mean, I, I I don't know how many times I kept playing that thing over and over and over. <laughs> I mean, partly because it was so different to control that, you know, I just couldn't like get down the corridor fast enough and then aim to shoot the to shoot the guy. Right. You know, it's just it was just so difficult to coordinate all that. Maybe that says something about my gaming skill. <laughs> but yeah, you know, I, that's definitely like a prime example of how difficult the game was. Right, and probably what a lot of people are complaining about. So, but maybe number two will be easier. We'll see. All right. Okay. So, uh, Minecraft one point four point six is going to be, I guess, out sometime around what before Christmas. I guess yeah, before Christmas. Sure. And, yeah. Because, uh, you know, you've spent how many hours in Minecraft? How many hundred? None. <laughs> one. Zero points. Zero, 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 one. Maybe one hours. hour. Yeah. Because I got the game free. So I won yeah. it, or I got a copy through Raptor. Um, got a free copy there. So I tried it out and. Man, I just don't get it. I need to let my kid, my kid, my oldest kid wants to play it. And he was all excited when he found out I had it. He made a comment about it the other day, and I'm like, I've got that. So I need to let him play. But I know he'll be like, well, I don't know how to do this. Or I'm like, don't ask me, dude. Show me. Help me. She sounds like you're on your own if you're going to play it. So. Mm -hmm. But anyways. So uh, Minecraft is going to be going to version 1.5 sometime in January. And a smaller, minor update, 1.4.6, is going to be released uh, before Christmas. So, you know, those of you that are, uh, you know, part of the hundreds of thousands or millions of people that are into this game, you might want to check it out. Now, one thing I've heard is that the uh, PC version is usually the one to go for. I mean, I don't know how true that is, but because... I guess the the phone versions and maybe the Xbox version also they kind of lag behind. They're not quite up to date. I, I wonder 
if that's still the case. Could be. Yeah. I, I, I mean, there's, I don't know how Minecraft on the Xbox is doing updates um, simply because, you know, they got to pay for all of them. So, yeah. I, you know, I don't know if they're going to be putting them out as much. And I don't even know if this story necessarily, they don't, they don't, the thing about it is they don't, they don't state if this is PC only, if this is Xbox and PC, they don't state that. Right. So, um, all I know, you know, so I really don't know if this does pertain if the Xbox is getting this, but I, I just, there's yeah. just no way to know. But if, you know, our Minecraft people out there, I just we wanted to make sure that you guys were aware of this. And, you know, I'm sure there's a lot of you that listen to this to us that also played on the PC. So right. I, I guarantee the PC's getting this, you know, because it's easy for them to do the updates. I'm just not so sure if Xbox is getting it, but you know, this source over here for this article uh, lists Microsoft as one of the publishers. So this has got to be the Xbox version, I would think. Well, they, yeah, they do, but they, they published the game on the Xbox. Yeah. So I just don't know if this, because otherwise it it wouldn't say Microsoft, at least I would think. But, uh, yeah, this is a version that's coming out. The uh, big ability or abilities that it's going to add is you can do fireworks and enchanted books that can be used to enchant items. Yay. Yay. <laughs> All right. Okay. You done? Are we good? Yeah, I'm done. Uh, let's move on to a real game. Um, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take us off topic, Okay. Or I'm going to take us off console. Uh, and, we never go off topic. Well, on. uh, this isn't. This is still on gaming, but I'm going off console. Okay. This will be my next PS3 game that I buy. Really? And it's called The Last of Us. And they showed an, a new video or trailer uh, at the VGAs, and they also gave a release date for the game. So if you have a PlayStation and you're excited about this new, then this is by Naughty Dog. These are the guys that made the Uncharted series, which the only three games I own for my PlayStation are all three not, uh, Uncharted games. Um, the Last of Us is uh, their new game coming out May 7th. So May 7th, I will be playing on my PS3. So it's kind of cool. I know when I'll turn it on again. <laughs> It'll be next May. <laughs> Dude, make sure to get that little canned air thing and just spray all the dust out of it. <laughs> I'll probably have to turn it on like May 5th so I can get all the updates. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> you need 427 updates. This will take two days. <laughs> Would you like 18 to start gigabytes. Now? Yes. <laughs> Downloading update one of 4,000. Yeah. But the uh, game looks great. I'm excited for it. And... Um, so that's just, that's it. Last of Us, May seventh. Another uh, video removed at YouTube. Yep. I, <laughs> I guess all of them we can safely assume or have been removed. Pretty much. Thank you, Spike. Ooh, and Rob, I know this next story has got you excited. Yes, yes. Because I can throw some zingers your way. Uh, not right. my way. <laughs> this is all you, buddy. Okay, so there's been a bunch of news over the past couple weeks. I don't know how many of you have heard about G4. So a lot of the shows uh, have been canceled as of late. 
So there's like Attack of the Show that got canceled a couple of weeks ago. That's one that I didn't really care for personally too much. Uh, I don't know if you ever watched it, Mark. Uh, I watched the Olivia Munn chocolate pudding Pie well, uh, come on! I mean, that, that goes without saying. I might have to put that. But back the rest of it, YouTube, <laughs> since we're talking about it, <laughs> yeah. and you know, Attack of the Show actually did have uh, a couple of decent uh, board game segments in it that were done by Rich Summer. Some Summer, Summer. Anyway, I, I forgot his name. He's he's oh. one of the guys on Mad Men. Uh, but uh, so you know, that's been canceled. Uh, X-Play with Morgan Webb and Adam Sessler, that got canceled. So I I forgot. One of them got can't, got let go first. I think it might have been Morgan, and then Adam Sessler followed shortly thereafter. But anyway, the big news is that uh, G4 will turn into, it'll be rebranded as the Esquire channel. So <laughs> Esquire is a men's magazine. Uh that uh, Mark subscribes to, yeah, lifelong right. subscription member. <laughs> uh, nope. And uh, the new show uh, will have content aimed at the metrosexual male. You're metrosexual, not me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Dude, yeah. do you go to do you go to a hair salon or do you go to Great Clips? Neither. <laughs> I go to Supercuts. <laughs> <laughs> okay, before you were married and had a kid, where would you get your haircut done? And don't lie to me because I know. <laughs> hey, I've always been like a barber shop or a Great Clips, whatever Supercuts, you know, Fantastic, yeah. whatever the, the the you know the six seven dollar haircut. That's been me. I know for a fact you've gone into the salons with a stylist where you're paying like 50 bucks to get your hair cut. No, I, I used to, I got to admit, I went through a phase where I used to get the frosted lettuce. Exactly. See, you're the metro section, not me, dude. Oh, no. No, this, that's, is, that's this a, is all you. That, that was the old Club Rob days. Those are long <laughs> the gone. The Club Rob days, yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> so yeah. Anyway. But what kills me about this is I, well, I'm gonna let you finish because I'll see if you'll mention it. What? Oh, oh go ahead, okay. Keep going. So it's this is just a, a weird progression, I guess, because this G4 you started off as Tech TV, and they essentially, in my eyes, got ruined and became G4. Yep, you're correct. <laughs> and now G4 is gone, essentially. And they're becoming the Esquire channel. So it's, uh, I don't know, uh, the further ruining of what was once at least, I thought, a good show or a good uh, uh, cable channel. Yep. What were you going to say? I found it interesting, and I quote, "Um, While the channel's new content will feature some gaming-oriented material, subjects such as fashion, cooking, and travel will also be covered in an attempt to capture a more sophisticated male audience. Hmm. So, Rob, you and I are not sophisticated because we're gamers. Uh, was that, I mean, was gamers G4 really a gamer channel? 
No. I mean, I don't know what it became. No, it was... Because Comcast ruined it. It was a bunch of garbage. But still, it's the comments of, they're going to feature... Let me reread it. They're saying they're, the channel will... Uh, while the channel's new content will feature some gaming-oriented material, they're going to add fashion, cooking, and travel in an attempt to capture a more sophisticated male audience. So what they're saying is... The, the gamers are not sophisticated. That's okay. the way I read that. I can't see any other way around it. Well, in two years, when Esquire Channel becomes something else, <laughs> we can all laugh at him. Because I don't see this thing. This will not last. Yeah. No. It's going to be a big flop. Yep. I hope so. You I know, even so. though... Like I said, even though I didn't really care for G4 and it's something that I virtually stopped watching altogether. I mean, I even stopped watching X-Play. Uh, but, you know, it's, it's you know, the a sad progression of a, of a once great channel. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Enough, enough on that horrible channel that will soon die the death it deserves. Um last story we have is from the VGAs again. And since you didn't see it, I'm going to assume you didn't see the trailer for a game called The Phantom Pain. No, and I doubt I could watch it on YouTube. Let me click this video and see if this takes... Because this is a live... Oh, it's just... Yeah, that doesn't do it. Look up uh, The Phantom Pain. See if you can find it, Rob. I want you to watch it while uh, I'm going to talk about this. This trailer was the one that really caught my attention. And I'm like, what is this? And the thing is, is when it was over, I had no idea what it was. I had no idea what it was about. I'd never heard of the development studio. Never heard of the game. And still have really no clue what the heck it was I was watching. You know, or, or what the point was. But this, everybody who saw it, I'll say everybody, because that uh, most people were the same way. And I'm going to read right from this article. And uh, because this has really turned, this has really taken a very strange twist. Um, it looks like this game is not what it looks to be on, uh, on you know, at face value, if you will. So I'm going to read this article here. What started out, and this is from NeoSeeker. Uh, I want to give credit to Rory Young, who wrote this article. Um, Rory said, what started out as a, confu- as a confusing debut for what many people thought was a new survival horror game has turned into perhaps the best troll ever by Hideo Kojima. The Phantom Pain, as it was teased during the Spike VGAs, is almost certainly Kojima's pet project over the past few years, Project Ogre. The clues to that are pretty clear. Further and perhaps unreasonable, evidence leads to something bigger. The Phantom Pain is actually Metal Gear Solid V and its multiplay form 2. Let's start down the rabbit hole. All we know from Phantom Pain trailer is that it's being developed by a new studio named Moby Dick Studio. Um, and it ta- and if you go to their website and browse their About Us page, you're going to find the following. Okay, Moby Dick Studio is a game 
developing company operating out of Stockholm, Sweden. Moby Dick Studio was founded by CEO Joachim Morgan, who after years of working for a major American developer, brought together people out of various game studios from around the Scandinavian area to start something new. All right, so let's start, and we're going to look at the CEO's name. Uh, so if you look at Joachim, or however you say it, it's actually an anagram for Kojima. And Morgan, the last name, has the word ogre right in the middle of it. So it's painfully obvious we've been trolled by this point that it's hard not to, that uh, we've been, let's see, I'm sorry. It's so painfully obvious we've been trolled by this point that it's hard not to laugh. So think back to the trailer and how the protagonist looks just like Snake. How we've never seen his face and how his bandages are placed upon his head just like a bandana might sit. Other details can be speculated upon, like the soldiers that all look so similar, they might be just be clones or one of the enemies near the end of, and floating like he might just be a psychomantis. By this point, it's almost so silly that it's hard not to say that whether the say that weather seems to. Wow, I can't read. By this point, it's almost so. It's. Oh my goodness! Must be the drugs, man. By this point, it's almost so silly that it's hard not to say that whatever seems too stupid to be true is probably true. Which brings us to our final clue. Um, if you uh, it says click into Zoom, uh, uh, and if you look at the the Phantom Pain uh, image, uh, you, you can there's some lines out the top of it, and you can kind of make the words out they, they've got it kind of spelled out where it says metal gear solid um five it by base on the lines so they that's kind of what they're going off of in their last clue so a couple extra details recall that kojima has said that ground zero is not project ogre so this is a different project than that um nonetheless the flaming man in the trailer looks a lot like the scarred uh Vulcan. also perhaps the biggest uh News of all is that Moby Dick Studio has both Xbox 360 and PlayStation 3 logos on its front page. Metal Gear Solid 5 is going multi-platform, and it's a f- for current generation system. So uh, keep in mind, this this is the last par- uh, part that he says, keep in mind this could all be the worst rumor ever, but considering Kojima's past and the secrecy surrounding Project Ogre, and just how painfully obvious these clues are, come on, it's Metal Gear Solid 5. So, which actually kind of ruined the excitement for the game because I've I've never played a Metal Gear Solid game outside of the one that I played some of at your place, I think on the original PlayStation, and um, which I, I liked, but I didn't get that far into the game. Um, that was the only one I ever played. So I don't think, so I don't know if I would jump into Metal Gear Solid Five not knowing all the history. However, I did jump in with resident evil five and played that one. So, but that was like the, I, and I played operation raccoon city, never played six. Cause it's like a quick time event. I'm not into quick time games. So, but, uh, I don't know this, this, it was a really cool trailer that has this quite unique story to it. It's not what it looks to be on the surface. So I don't know. Did you get a chance? Did you find that trailer, Rob? Yeah, I was, I, there's uh, one link that I found that wasn't pulled, so I watched that. I actually don't even know what you just said for the past couple of minutes. No, that's was, that's fine. That's fine. I was watching it. Um, but what do you? Okay, well then, 
you just watched the trailer and you didn't hear what I said. What do you think this? What do you think of the trailer? It was. Uh, I mean, it was interesting. I mean, it uh, was definitely like tense because it was uh, just a bunch of people shooting up all these people in the hospital. Would Would you think and, on the surface it's a new IP? I mean, it, it's hard to say because uh, part of or where I found it, they linked to a, a, an article on GameRant.com. Uh-huh. Is that what you read? No, I was on NeoSeeker. Okay. There's an article on GameRant where they were talking about it. And there's a tweet from Jeff Kiley. Yeah, I think Jeff Kiley. Uh, that's a Spike TV guy. He goes, thanks for all the VGA oh, Jeff feed. Keeley. Jeff Keeley? Yeah. Did you read anything about this? No, I just know no, his name is Keeley. The Phantom Pain is a is a completely game. Maybe he left out new. Nothing that has been shown before, I assure you of that. Right, but it's yeah, so but the Phantom Pain is not necessarily the game. It's Metal Gear Solid Five. That's what the conspiracy theorists, or if you will, you know, that's what they're saying. Right. That's what I just talked about is it's Metal Gear Solid 5. So that was the whole thing I was talking about. That it's rumored, right? People are thinking it's the new Metal Gear, yes. Exactly, yeah. And, and if you look at, like I said, you look at the things, if you go to the website, look at the About Us page, the CEO of Moby Dick Studio is Joachim Morgan. Well, Joachim is a, an anagram for uh, Kojima. Morgan has the word ogre in it. Um, the, the, and if you look at the, the Phantom Pain, you look at the title, there's like some lines kind of also in that title. Like over, there's a few lines that don't belong there. You see all these extra lines in the in the title. Well, this this article I read, they actually kind of connected all those additional lines to say Metal Gear Solid Five. So it's kind of like part of the actual true title is hidden there. That's what they're saying, along with all the other things that have gone on with it. So. Let me read you part of this thing here, so this will kind of add to what you were saying, okay? Okay. All right. So uh, it talks about uh, Phantom Pain a little bit. Uh, it's sparking quite a debate. Uh, for those of you that have yet to see the trailer, all you really need to know is that it stars a man with bandages over his face whose arm has been replaced by a wooden shaft and a hook. That alone would be an intriguing concept, but it only gets more and more mysterious from there as the unidentified character is guided through a war-torn hospital filled with military troops, tons of fire, and several odd occurrences as well. He is never shown from the front, neither do they do anything beyond crawl or stumble across the floor. So to say that the content contained within the trailer definitively uh, points towards anything uh, would be stretching... I don't know what that... Credulity... What? <laughs> I don't know what that word is. <laughs> yeah, credulity. Credibility, I don't know. However, a few minor details suggest this game might not be called Phantom Pain at all. Right. In fact, the popular theory running rampant is that it's Metal Gear or part of the Metal Gear Solid Ground Zeroes. Um, I'm going to skip forward a little bit. 
And while those details can be contextualized by stills from the trailer, other hints that point towards Metal Gear come by the way of some clever investigation into the Phantom Paints developer, Moby Dick Studios. That company, the developer with no previous credits to his name, claims to have been founded by its current CEO, Joaquin Morgan, Mogren, like you, like you had said. Right. Now, it's a little tin hat and crop circle for our blood, but if you swap the letters around for Joaquin, you end up with Kojima, the man behind the Metal Gear franchise. However, more investigation into Moby Dick reveals it is a Swedish-based developer, and in Sweden, the name Joaquin is somewhat common. And there's a gif going around that proposes some vague lines in the game's title are actually meant to spell out Metal Gear Solid Five, which is the least credible of the theories out there as it connects dots that may not even exist. However, the person who managed to connect those dots did it in such a way that you still end up seeing the title. Uh, and right. Actually, that's the, you, that's the you, picture I was looking at. Okay. Hmm. Oh, I see. <laughs> Interesting. Metal Gear Solid V. Yep. I, yeah, I could see that. Okay. Uh, more theories have been popping up by the minute as they grow to so does the feeling that we will have Half-Life 3 level conspiracy theory on our hands. On a very surface level, there are some connections to the Metal Gear franchise, but even then that would be stretching it. The easiest route to dismissing the game as Metal Gear related comes courtesy of Spike TV's Jeff Keighley, who tweeted that thing that I read earlier. Uh, thanks for the VGA feedback. Uh, uh, now, Keeley is the man behind these exclusive trailers. He secures them, he promotes them, and he knows way more about them than we ever will until launch. So for him to say the Phantom Pain is a completely new game, or at least to imply that by hastily putting together a tweet, should definitively put the theories to bed. The real smoking gun will probably have to come from Hideo Kojima himself, who, if he wants to prove Pain is not MGS, he can simply mention this new IP runs on the Kojima Productions Fox engine and therefore has similar visual qualities, but uh, that by no means is the same product. Or does he even need to explain himself? The man has already tipped his hand towards his future product projects already. We already know the Metal Gear Solid Ground Zeroes is a thing. We've seen uh, over 10 minutes of footage from it, so why would Kojima stoop to such secretive tactics? And if it's Metal Gear Solid Five, why are all the connections that are being drawn up related to Big Boss and Snake Eater? Personally, this sounds more like gamers trying to find connections to current IPs rather than accepting the product as something new. It happened with The Last of Us, where... Uh, that's the one you were talking about, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's the one I'm buying. Yeah, it happened with The Last of Us, where many thought the game was simply Uncharted 4's new direction. It happened to a lesser degree with Watch Dogs, Ubisoft's uh, open-world technology-based title. Until such a time as the stars align and all details come together and Kojima comes forward beyond his curtain to say, you got me, it's hard to believe Kojima Productions would deliver a title, a trailer, and a studio that are all part of some elaborate magic trick. Why can't this just be a new, potentially exciting game that has caught our eye with some intriguing concepts? And then this was from uh, GameRant.com. And uh, who did this? Uh... Because this is drummed up 
a tremendous amount of press, it's getting people talking. There's no better way to drum up hype for your game than to do something like this. Oh, for sure. You know, so. And it's just like this, you know, and then even me, I was like, Moby Dick Studios. When I saw that, when I first was like, who is that? You know, and I'm obviously I don't know every developer, but it's obviously brand new, you know, and it's just. It, it it's weird. It, it's just got that, you know, I think it's cool if it is related. If they did do this, it's a Metal Gear game. I think it's kind of cool the way they did it. But um, this game had me intrigued when I just saw the trailer. I was like, yeah. Phantom Pain, This what is this? I wanted to know more about it. And then this is what I'm finding out is like, oh, well, it might be this actually this Metal Gear 5. So I don't know. I, I think, you know, who knows? We'll definitely keep following it and let you guys know. But I thought it was kind of a cool story, for for sure. Mm-hmm. So. so, what was up with that flaming whale? <laughs> I who knows. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Did you see it? Because at first I thought it was like a helicopter or something. The flaming whale? Yeah. Maybe that's Moby Dick. You, you didn't see it? <laughs> I guess I missed it. Here, look at that, and then scroll down. About maybe like a little bit before halfway, there's an animated video. Actually, it's up towards no. It's a little bit below halfway. Maybe oh whoa, whoa. it's uh, post number thirty-four. I'll keep talking while I'm looking. <laughs> so while stall. <laughs> actually, it's a flaming whale that ate a helicopter. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yes. Yes. Yes, I do remember that. Um, what is that? <laughs> I don't know. It looks like some big sea creature came out of the, the sea or something. It looks like a flaming whale. <laughs> Maybe it's Moby Dick. It is yeah. Moby Dick Studios. No, because at first I thought it was like some kind of like aircraft just like smashing into the ground like it was on fire. Until I, I rewatched it, then I'm like, yeah, that looks like a sperm whale or a blue whale or whatever those yeah. are. Weird. Yeah. So Crazy stuff. The, the, the trailer was really neat. I really thought it was cool. And I was like, what the heck is this about? So if you guys haven't seen the trailer for The Phantom Pain, do a search on the Internet. You'll find it. Um, check it out and then let us know what you guys think of the game and the potential theories to this being Metal Gear or not. So, yep. All right, Rob. Well, that brings us to the highlights. Our year in review. All right, all right. Bum, bum, bum. Exciting stuff. Yes. Um, M- MC Mark in the house. Yeah, yeah. I'm not going to be <laughs> as good as Samuel Jackson, but I do want a wingman mode put into every game. In that mode, gives you extra grenades. <laughs> yes. That's the wingman <laughs> mode. Um, this is our year in review. We're going to pick out, you know, the best categories. What we uh, we're going to do our picks for best categories. Um, keep in mind that you're not going to agree with us. That's fine. And also, we are only giving you our picks based on games we've played so like far cry 3 is nowhere in this list 
So don't get mad and say, oh, you guys suck. You didn't pick Far Cry 3, blah, blah, blah. We haven't played it yet. That's um, right. So, you know, we're not going to pick a game based on someone else. This is what we've enjoyed this year, what we've played, what we felt was the best in each of these categories. Um, we're, we're, I think last year we did our top five. This year we're picking our winner, and we may have one or two honorable mentions as well in that category. Um, we may have nothing in that category. Uh, we'll just see what happens. It's based on what we played. Um, so, Rob, we're going to start out with the best shooter and I'll let you tell me what your best shooter was for 2012. Okay, I've got the envelope. Opening the envelope. Wow, this is going to take, take all night. <laughs> <laughs> My nomination for best shooter is Borderlands 2. Not a nomination, that's your pick. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> wow, but you never it say, all okay. Up. <laughs> that's right, that's right. Hey, I'm, I'm a first time awards host. It can be last time. <laughs> I, I didn't sleep at a Holiday Inn Express last night. I'm sorry. Oh, I hope they paid you for that. <laughs> <laughs> Plug. Um, all right, Borderlands Two is Rob's pick. Yeah, that's, um, that's right. This was this was tough for me. I did select Borderlands Two as well as my best shooter, um, but I had three honorable mentions. That could have very easily fit into this category for me. And I'll explain why I ended up going with Borderlands 2. Okay. My honorable mentions are Syndicate. This was a game that just came out of nowhere, blew me away. I absolutely loved it. I, I loved, you know, the campaign was okay. I mean, it was, it was, it was a decent campaign. You know, it was interesting. The co-op was where I absolutely fell in love with this game. I love the co-op. Um, I've got so many hours into a game that I, I originally never was on my list to buy. Um, and I can't remember what happened. Something happened it, it, like right near the end where all of a sudden I, I, I don't even remember what it was. I found out something about this game or I just ended up picking it up because... There was just nothing else out or something. Something caught me at the last minute. And I ended up getting this game and I fell in love with this thing. Um, and then, so that's one of my honorable mentions. That that was that was so close to being my game of the year. Um, the next one is Sniper Elite V2. Um, and I know a lot of people are scratching their heads because I'll guarantee Syndicate and Sniper Elite V2 probably is not on anybody's game of the year's list. Right. But I had so much fun with Sniper Elite V2. It, Me too. It Absolutely. was a fantastic game uh, for the campaign. I just had so much fun with that game, man. It, it's, you know, the, the multiplayer was lacking. There was some fun co-op. I enjoyed the co-op stuff. Um, the campaign was just a blast to play. I played it several times. Excellent, excellent game. And then... Um, this might surprise some people for me to say this, but Max Payne 3. Um, I loved it. I loved the campaign. It was so much fun. There was very frustrating at times, but it was 
It was a very fun game. I loved all the detail, the visuals, the locales. It was like every time you got into a new level, you were in a completely different environment. It wasn't like the levels were just wash, rinse, repeat, you know. Um, we see that in a lot of games, you know, where everything just seems similar. Max Payne 3, just every environment was so different. Um, and it was so hard for me to pick out of these four games. These are my four favorite shooters. Um and it was really hard, but I had to go to Borderlands 2. The reason what broke it down was that Sniper Elite, I think, had a great campaign. Syndicate had a great co-op. But, you know, they didn't they didn't have like the whole package. Uh, Max Payne 3 probably had it had a great campaign. It had a, it had fun co-op that was or a fun multiplayer online. So I think that one stood out over the other two. But Borderlands 2, I think, just kind of it, it, it introduced a story. Okay, you got to work with the characters from the first game. You, you know, the humor is there. The co-op play is there. The, the, the just, they, they fixed some things, but they, you know, they also kept what made the game so much fun was still there in the sequel. Um, and that's why in, in just the co-op and, and stuff and, and how easy it is to hop in and out with people. I had to give that, and I think that's really why I had to give it the edge. And, of course, Tiny Tina rocks. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know, Tiny Tina, man. She's I made think many appearances on the show. She should have gotten character of the year, in my opinion, on the VGAs, not Claptrap. Um, I love Claptrap, but Tiny Tina is my new favorite character in Borderlands. But um, I, I, it was hard. I, I really had a hard time. It's like I wanted to give all four of these games shooter of the year. You know, but uh, I, I had to stick with one, so I gave the edge. But Borderlands 2, I think, just edged out Max Payne 3. And, and again, that only edged out the others because the other two had, like, one really good portion where the other, you know, great campaign online lacked or vice versa. So, but it was tough. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, I, I agree with you because, you know, I had a great time with... Uh the uh, sniper elite i mean that was a fantastic game fantastic i mean that game was a total sleeper hit in my eyes and it didn't get the press that i think it deserved or at least the notoriety that it deserved yeah but uh you know other than that borderlands 2 yeah oh show all right all right so next category is best action game and um rob what did you have in this category in this category, there will be no envelope opening and no nomination <laughs> because uh, the one that I'm putting up for this is Hitman Absolution. And you, Mark? All right, I gotta I gotta check something real quick because you kind of surprised me there, and I'm gonna see if I could be wrong about something. I'm looking something up. Hold on, people. Hold on. Almost there. Oh, okay. That's why. Now I know why you didn't put Arkham City in here. Because it came out the end of last year. <laughs> I thought Arkham City came out the beginning of 2012, so I was really surprised you didn't have that up there. Mm -hmm. But obviously you're right. Uh, my my pick for best action was also Hitman Absolution. Um, I had so much fun with this game, and it was my first Hitman game. Um, 
I really liked what they did with the contracts mode. Um, the game, again, it was like a Max Payne where it was so detailed and there was just so much... The, the, the environments looked alive. They looked real. That's what I really liked about Max Payne 3 and Hitman Absolution is these were believable environments. These were like, yeah, this looks real. This looks like this should be someone's house or, you know, it just everything was, was just so amazingly detailed. Um, I did have two honorable mentions in this category, and that's – in this one you could say it's not an action game, but it's – because it's a turn-based game. But that's XCOM Enemy Unknown. But being that yeah. we don't really have a turn-based game because there's this is what the only one. <laughs> it wins it by in, default. I put it into the action titles area. Um, but uh, XCOM Enemy Unknown was a was a great game. It was a great rendition or a remake of a of a amazing franchise from back in the 90s. For sure. Um, they did an excellent job. Fraxis did an amazing job with this game. Um, also, one I was not expecting to enjoy because it's open world, but I absolutely had a great time with was Sleeping Dogs. I had so much fun with this game. Uh, the combat was a blast. The hand-to-hand combat, the you know everything about it was just was a lot of fun. Um, really enjoyed it. Great game. But the the winner for me is Hitman Absolution as well. Okay. So. All right. Um, next category is music and slash rhythm games. And so for this one, I don't have a uh, a game for this because I don't recall playing any music or, or rhythm games at all this year. Yeah, um, I played one, <laughs> so it gets my it gets my win because <laughs> um, I liked default. it. But uh, the I picked Rock Band Blitz. Um, this wins, I think, because what I loved about it is it's a great music game. It's from Harmonix, so they they do a great job. But it takes all the DLC you've downloaded before is already available in the game. So you get, when you bought the game, you get like 20 songs, um, plus all your DLC is playable as well, which okay. I think thinks awesome. Your My library was instantly huge for this game. Cool. Um, it was fun. It's just, you know, moving your stick back and forth, and it just kind of changed it up. But that was the only game I played, but I did enjoy it. Um, I was playing it again the other day. It's one that I'll probably go back to here and there. Uh, You know, if you want to play something for just a couple of minutes, you can play a quick song or two, and then you're done. Um, It was a nice, I think they did a nice job. Um, Okay, so best sports. Now... We've got two categories here. We have best sports game, and we also have a best racing game. Now, it seems like most awards split racing from sports. Yeah, racing is a sport. So initially, I was just going to say best sports game. But I did split it out. You know, let's see what happens. So, Rob, what did you pick for best sports game? Forza Horizon. And I'm right there with you, Rob. <laughs> well, uh, I got to for, for me, that was a, a no-brainer because I really don't play sports games on the 360 at all. This is where Brun would have come in. <laughs> yeah, Brun would have had his NHL probably in here, but yeah. um, um, I again, I didn't play. I've stopped playing the sports games too because it's they always just seem to be the same thing, you know. Yeah. Um, 
and I've just kind of lost interest. But I've played a couple different racing titles, but I, I picked Forza Horizon as well for best sports game. Because um, racing is still a sport, so. For sure. And of course, that probably leads us to the next category, best racing, which we can probably figure out what we picked. Ditto. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. They get two wins. Um, yeah, there wasn't another racing game this year that I've played that was as fun as Forza Horizon. And the cool thing was, for some reason, Forza Horizon, I enjoyed more than I expected. I really didn't expect to enjoy it as much as I did. So um, I, I had a great time with that title. So um, I did play Need for Speed to Run, Need for Speed Most Wanted. Um, nope, wouldn't even get honorable mentions. I guess I mentioned them, but they're, they're they just they were disappointments. Um, the run wasn't bad. I completed that campaign. It was very different, but it was like just wasn't as exciting as Forza Horizon was. So um, definitely uh, Forza big winner this year. Oh, for sure. All right, next category is uh, best puzzle game. I'm skipping this one too because I did not play any puzzle games. All right, then uh, I picked Zuma's Revenge. Uh, this was an Xbox Live Arcade title. Um, I it was just fun, man. I, I love Zuma's Revenge. I like the original game that they play uh, put out in the Xbox Live. You know, back when first came out many years ago so this was like a, a new remake with all a bunch of new stuff added to it they did a great job made a great fun game to play the next category is best rpg for that uh i am also <laughs> i don't have anything for that one how about you mark um i believe i only played one role-playing game this year uh which actually could probably almost go into a shooter action game category uh, because yeah. it's really, in my opinion, it's not an RPG, um, but it's originally it was, and that's Mass Effect. Uh, so Mass Effect 3, um, I got as best RPG. I really got to think that it's just not an RPG anymore, man. It's, um, you don't, there's no more, like, weapons modifying. I mean, the first game, dude, you could spend 20 minutes with, fixing and upgrading your weapons it's like that's completely gone uh you know the the upgrades and all that stuff it's like they've kind of done away with everything there right. there is assigning points to your characters and your teammates for different powers but it's to me it's like a really generic watered down rpg and i i think most rpg players would probably say the same thing because you know they're all like no i want i want to micromanage everything and i want to have all this you know, charisma and wisdom and blah, 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 and whatever all that other stuff is, which, you know, is not for me. But right. I think Mass Effect 3 is still considered an RPG game, so that's where I put it. Um, loved it. Uh, had a great time with that game. I'm looking forward to the latest DLC to drop in price because I do want to play it. Um, yeah, I'm looking forward. I, I did, even though with the whole ending, it still was a fantastic franchise fantastic game i loved it so next category best xbox live arcade game okay i know this... you've got some comments to make here rob oh uh, for sure for sure okay <laughs> so for for this one i have an all-out winner and then i just want to do uh, an honorable mention so my without a doubt 100 percent winner is walking dead 
amazing, amazing game. And thank you, Telltale, for spreading it out across what five months so that I can play, you know, play it without having like a nervous breakdown. <laughs> and then, as an honorable mention, I'm, I'm not going to go too much into it because I mean, we've spent so many shows, like so many hours over the past couple of months talking about it. And then, as an honorable mention, I want to do Deadlight, which was a uh, which was a, a pretty awesome little game and it was a fitting game to play alongside with walking dead so uh, you know both great great games if you haven't tried deadlight definitely do neither one of them is a zombie game one has walkers one has shadows that's right <laughs> um i'm right there with you rob i picked walking dead for best xbox live arcade game um there's just no better experience that i've had with a ever with an xbox live arcade game ever um i'm with you i'm glad they broke it out and did episodic um i really enjoyed that i it was the first game man where i was like the day it came out man i'm sitting there i get up in the morning come in turn my xbox on to see if it's out yet you know um i just couldn't wait i like that um i enjoyed it also honorable mention i got a couple deadlight was one of my honorable mentions um I Am Alive was also another one that was a turned out to be a fun game, okay. um, which was that one that we thought was going to be retail many years ago. Oh, yeah, yeah. And um, also Trials Evolution. So those are my uh, my picks. So but Walking Dead for sure gets the win. All right. Next category is best DLC. I'm skipping out on that one. How about you, Mark? Um, this one I picked Borderlands 2 Pirates Bootay. Um, it was a nice long one. There was a lot of uh, new stuff added to it. It was a fun game. It was a fun DLC. And um, I had a great time with it. So, With the exception of the two invincible bosses that are a pain. <laughs> uh, small details. Yeah, small details. Alright, next uh, up is Best Studio Slash Developer. Okay. For me, this was Telltale this time around. Uh, I don't think a lot of people need to guess why, because they basically did Walking Dead. Uh, fantastic job. You know, we talked a little bit about what they basically did to you know, get people more drawn in with uh, all the facial expressions. and what they did. I mean, just they are the studio of the year for me. For you, Mark? Well, you know, it's interesting as I'm sitting here looking at this. I just had a change of heart. Um, I had to switch something around here. Okay. Uh, I've got to go with 343 Studios as Studio of the Year because, and I'm not a big Halo guy, okay? You know me. I originally had Gearbox in here as my pick. But the thing that I just kind of, as I was sitting there looking at it, I'm like, you know what? Gearbox gave us more of the same which I already loved, right? So they didn't... And I'm not trying to take anything away from Gearbox. I love Gearbox. They are a gamer's studio. They build games gamers want to play. They listen to the fans. They give back to the fans. They do so much for us. Okay? But I really think 343 stepped up to the plate. These guys had to take over a gigantic gigantic franchise with halo and they not only 
knocked it out of the ballpark. They went above and beyond what Bungie ever did and gave us Forward Unto Dawn, which was an absolutely amazing video series that really got you hooked. It was so well done. It was the best thing I've ever seen tying into a game like that. Any kind of, and I've seen a couple other video tie-ins. This one was amazing. Yeah. Um, they they came out with Halo with a fantastic Halo 4 up to the bar. The visuals were great. It was the best looking Halo. It was a fantastic storyline. They they introduced a whole new history with you know storyline with the Forerunners. It was it was it was great. I loved it. Then they they continued with the multiplayer and what they did with the with the ability to create your loadouts, your Spartan armor, and 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 then like you get when you're in the multiplayer menus, you can see everybody's like little. It's almost like a card. It's almost like you know a little gamer card with your Spartan armor and the, and the colors that you've picked, and, and and you can scroll through and see all the neat stuff that people have done and all the different loadouts and you know they they just. Man, they they just took that thing and ran with it, and I really think that they deserve Studio of the Year with the with with just what they had to live up to, and they exceeded that in my eyes. I mean, hats off, man, I, and that's why I have to give it to them over Gearbox, um, you know, because Gearbox just gave us more of the same, which is nothing wrong with that, but they weren't up against what three four three was. Right. Um, so my, my hat's off to those guys over there. Amazing work. Um, and I also got honorable mention to telltale. Um, wow. You know, that, that, uh, action point action, whatever they call those type of adventure games. That's not my style. You had me hooked, man. I'm ready for season two. Bring it on. <laughs> oh yeah. You know, um, and, and telltale, their game got me to watch the TV show which got me into the comic. I went the complete reverse route because yeah. of Telltale Games. Um, I, and that's an amazing feat. I think their game was so good that it was able to get me to watch a show that is just mind-blowingly awesome. Um, you know, again, amazing, amazing job. So, And it's an amazing progression that they did, too, where they started off, what, like seven, eight years ago with a Texas Hold'em game. <laughs> <laughs> so you know they start off with a card game, and I think they did Sam and Max, if I remember right, and you know a couple other small titles. But I mean, it just you know, wow. I mean that is they not only they not only made a game that was fun to play, but it hooked you emotionally, and that's something that I think is has not been explored. Uh, anywhere near to this depth that they've done. So Dude, I still can't get past episode two, man. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, but and and here's another thing about Telltale. I, I don't think you know this yet, Rob. VGA's Game of the Year. The Walking Dead was a nominee for Game of the Year. Wow. Not only was it a nominee, it won it did? Game of the Year. Yes. No way. It won Game of the Year. Deservedly so. Yeah. So to take, I mean, you look at what it's up against. 
like Assassin's Creed 3 and Halo and Call of Duty and Max Payne and all the Mass Effect 3 and all these giant Borderlands 2 and all these huge games. Game of the Year went to an Xbox Live Arcade title. Or, well, not not specifically XBLA because it was on PlayStation and, and PC. Right. But it went to an it was released in a arcade, you know, platform. And it was not only that, it's episodic. Yeah. So that beat out some of these major, major titles. And I thought that says a lot. That was really cool. Oh, that's huge. You know, congratulations to those guys. Um, That's just awesome. So, but, you know, when that, that's kind of funny that that actually happened because while we were going, while I was doing the list and I was thinking about, you know, the games, you know, to do for like uh, my game of the year, et cetera. I was actually thinking briefly about how, you know, funny it would be if that actually was the game of the year and it actually won it. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. Deservedly. So I, you know, sometimes you don't agree with, you know, what gets the game of the year. Cause it's just a stupid title or, you know, there's something you don't like about it. But I mean this, I can just say I understand why it won Game of the Year and it deserves it. <laughs> yes, it did. Yes. Okay, I'm done gushing. All right. So that brings us to Game of the Year. So that's our pick for Game of the Year. So, Rob, I'm going to throw it to you. I think I may know what you're going to pick, but... <laughs> okay, all right. So... I thought about this long and hard, and my game of the year is Candy Crusher 2012. No, it's not. It's Walking Dead. Come on. <laughs> All right. Walking Dead, that, That's that, it definitely deserves it. Yeah. Um, this was tough for me. I've got two honorable mentions and my pick for game of the year. So I'm going to give you my honorable mentions first. Sniper Elite V2 and Syndicate which I guarantee didn't make anybody else's list. Yeah. Um, and that's sad. It just saddens me because those games were so awesome. Um, but my game of the year did go to Borderlands 2. And okay. and this was a hard year for me to pick a game of the year because I really enjoyed Mass Effect 3. I really enjoyed Hitman. I really enjoyed... Um, uh, was some of the others I had listed up here? Uh, Sleeping Dogs, Max Payne Three, you know, Forza Horizon. There, there was just so many good, and I haven't even played Call of Duty Black Ops yet, which I know I'll enjoy. I have not played Far Cry Three, which looks and sounds to be amazing. Um, you know, and there's a what's the other one? Uh, GameFly just sent me one the other day. Finally, what is this one coming out? Uh, oh, never mind. Medal of Honor Warfighter is on its way. <laughs> That's garbage. We already know that. Um, so I'm hoping to get Far Cry 3. I have an open slot. It says it's available, so we'll see. But um, this was a hard year, I thought. Really hard for me to pick a game. But Borderlands 2, just, you know, it, it was like the whole package. You know, again, it comes back to great. You can great to play it by yourself. It's even better to have friends. It's just easy to play with your friends. It's it's just brings you it brings gaming together. And it was so much fun to play. Um, so great job. 
All right, so we got a few more things to do. Um, I, I always like to do the biggest disappointments of the year. Now, these are games that, again, things we played, but maybe didn't live up to our uh, up to the hype or, or to our expectations. Um, so, Rob, I'll throw it out to you first on the retail category. Um, what was your biggest disappointment of the year? Okay, this is one that I elected not to go with anything yet because I don't want to judge the games too hastily on here. Because I can't say of the games that I've put a whole lot of time into that any of them I really didn't care for. Um, The closest that I'd probably come to is Assassin's Creed 3, but I I just, I, I can't give it that title yet <laughs> so uh, how still, about you you still on the boat <laughs> no i'm off the boat okay um i have a i'm couple. on the horse <laughs> i have a couple in this category and i know my buddy and i know but my buddy carbide's going to kill me this is going to kill him because two of his favorite games are in this list <laughs> okay. um ghost recon future soldier this uh it, it, it this one I had my it was my expectations. My expectations were so high. I loved Gra two. Um, when we went and did the co-op, it just it was different, and I, it just wasn't the the joy of those co-op campaigns in Gra two. Just it's like that the feeling, the fun, the enjoyment, the just the camaraderie that we had in that game just didn't exist in this one. It couldn't. I don't know. This one just didn't have it. Um, it just was like going through the motions. I really didn't enjoy it. Was it just? It was a real letdown for me. Um, I think the game looked good, um, you know, and it had some cool stuff to it. But it just... And again, this one was more. I think my expectations. It just didn't. It just didn't make what I I had built it up to be. Uh, also, with that is, I got Assassin's Creed 3 in this list. Um, even if I end up liking this game, um, I'm finally to the point where I'm now Connor's an adult. I'm starting the actual game. I'm, you know, but um, I'm five hours in, and I don't think I should have to play five hours to get to the part where you're playing what they have shown the whole time. Um, and I may enjoy it, but I still, it, it's it's disappointing that. I don't. I have to force myself to put this game back in or try to get through it. Um, so I will keep playing it. Um, and then lastly is Need for Speed Most Wanted. Um, I think it's an absolute letdown. This this came from Criterion, the guys that made Burnout, and this looked to be Burnout. And um, man, I'm grateful I didn't pull the plug on this and buy this game at the last minute because I almost did. We were talking with Brun. And he was talking about it on one of our shows we were recording. I mean, I had it up. I was about to hit the buy button. And I held off because, well, I had other, you know, Halo 4 and something else was, like, coming all right back to back. So I held off, and I'm very grateful I did. Just didn't enjoy it at all. Um, so those were, my dis- those were my three disappointments of the year. Um, so on to Xbox Live Arcade. Did you have any XBLA games that were disappointing to you? No, sir. I enjoyed all of them. 
Um, I threw one in. It's not really a disappointment because I really, I shouldn't even put it in here, but I put in Happy Wars. But it's hard to say that that's a disappointment when the game doesn't cost you anything. It was a free game. But the problem is why it was disappointing was that you're supposed to get in with like massive groups of your friends. And that portion of the game didn't work. We couldn't get anybody into a game. So I never went back to it. You know, we had like eight people. We were getting into this big battle and, you know, and it just, it never worked. You could never get your people into, into the match. So that was disappointing that this first free to play, you know, or pay as you go, whatever you want to call it, a microtransaction game with this promise of getting, you know, 16 player, like you could have, I don't remember how it worked, but it was like, I think eight on eight or something, but you could get your whole party into on your team and it didn't work. It wouldn't pull people in properly. So that was the, that was disappointing. Um, so that wraps up our stuff for 2012. Um, but as we wrap up the year, we like to take a look forward, um, on what's coming in 2013. So, Rob, what are you most looking forward to next year? Okay, for next year, there's a, a couple of titles that have kind of, you know, struck my fancy, if you want to put it that way. Uh, the first struck one your is, fancy. See, dude, you're all over the Esquire channel. Yes, that's right. Proof again. See. <laughs> That's right. Although I know you'll be in the closet about watching it. <laughs> so the, the first one is Tomb Raider. I loved the original Tomb Raider. And I keep looking for the Tomb Raider games to draw me back in like the first one did. Uh, unfortunately, well, there's been over 10 years of Tomb Raider games and they haven't managed to do that. You know, I, I'm just hoping that the new one kind of goes back and it gets that magic formula, and you know, I, I enjoy it once again just because I, the, the first one was just amazing. Uh, you know, this is going to be nothing like the original game, right? Yeah, we'll see. Have you seen just, the trailer for it? Yes. <laughs> it's going to be more of like, I think, more of like Uncharted. <laughs> you know, because. The first one for me had this particular feel to it, and it was just so much fun. Even though it was really freaking annoying sometimes, because you're moving these stupid blocks around and you're, you know, you're trying to jump across this little gap, and it's like, oh, missed it again. Oh, missed it again. Oh, missed it again. But you keep doing it, yeah, and you don't care because you're just having so much fun. Uh, you know, after that, it. You know, even though they had some of that, it, it just it wasn't the same because they added this like goofy complexity, and I, I don't know, it just didn't do it for me. Um, so I mean, we'll we'll see how, uh, how how the new one is, and then also Bioshock Infinite is one that I'm kind of looking forward to, just because I mean Bioshock is I mean it's such a cool franchise, and they have a new board game coming out by Plathead Games. So we'll, uh, we'll we'll see how that is too, but uh, those are my two that I'm looking forward to next year. How about you? Oh, I got a list. Yeah, a couple two tree. Couple two tree. Um, Watchdogs, of course, which oh, yeah. was that uh, kind of 
the one we saw at what E3 where they um, the dude was hacking into people's cell phones and street lights and you know the traffic cameras or whatnot and all kinds of stuff. That looked really cool. Um, I got Bioshock Infinite. I loved the original Bioshock game. Uh, did not care for the second one very much, um, but I really look forward to this third one, and I think it'll be outstanding. Um, Splinter Cell Blacklist looks to be amazing. Can't wait to get my hands on that. Yep. Um, Dead Space 3. Oh, man, these games are just so freaky scary, man. Oh, I, I you know, I don't even know why I want to play because they just... You want to talk about being creeped out, Rob. Dead Space yeah. 3. Yeah, I, I can't play Dead that. Space is brutal. Um, you know I, what? I want to play it. I, I get so creeped out by those games, I can't play it. I wonder if I got desensitized by Walking Dead. I don't think... So. Dead Space is brutal. Yeah. It, it Dude, I, I remember not wanting to walk down a hallway, dude, <laughs> because of what I was hearing. You know, it was just... Oh, Did you sleep with the out. lights on? It, it was <laughs> insane, man. So, uh, yeah, lights are definitely on, and people are home when I play Dead Space. I no don't... headphones? Oh, <laughs> gosh, no. no. No, 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 no. <laughs> so, nice. um, then, of course, I'm looking forward to Gears of War Judgment. Um, okay. I also have Tomb Raider on my list. Uh, this will be the first Tomb Raider for me. I just think the game looks awesome. Okay. Uh, I've got Aliens Colonial Marines on my list. Uh, mm-hmm. Tom Clancy's Patriots, of course. This is the next Rainbow Six game, if you will. And, of course, the next Call of Duty, which we haven't heard announced, but we know there's going to be one next November. So, yeah, I want it. <laughs> so, that's my list. I'm looking forward to... It's going to be a good year of gaming. The question is, how many of those will be on a new Xbox? Yeah, good point. So... On your new Xbox. <laughs> yeah, I don't know about that. Oh, come on. Who are you, who are you kidding? It's going to be tough, dude. You know. No, it's not. you got to no, get not. it through to life, man. Got to get clearance from the tower first. <laughs> That's not always easy, especially if that thing's going to cost six, $700. Yeah, you guys are at Best Buy, and you're like, hey, look, it's Elvis. Where, where, where? <laughs> 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 what, what's that in the Best Buy bag, Mark? <laughs> oh, nothing. Nothing. It's your Christmas present. Don't look. <laughs> yeah. You'll really like this. Really, you will. So, all right. Well, anything else for game? Any mentions that you want to talk about for our 2012 review? Nope. All right. Let's move on because the community had some comments on this. But um, uh, if you want to join our Facebook group, we are on Facebook. Look for this Xbox Life. Just ask to join. We'll approve you. Um. Email us, contact at thisxboxlife.com. You can hit twitter.com forward slash thisxboxlife to follow us on Twitter. And for voicemail, go to the website, click the submit, what is it, submit voicemail or? Leave voicemail. Leave voicemail. Is that what it says? Yeah. No, it's it says send voicemail. Send it's, voicemail. Send voicemail. It's on the right-hand side yeah. of the webpage. You just click that and it opens up a little widget to, it'll ask you to, approve access to your headset or something like that or your microphone just say yes and record your message and hit send yep yeah the first time you go to the page the widget will be fully expanded and then after that it remembers that you were on the page and it just sits quietly over on the right hand side so out of the way so there you go um so don't we're not going to google voice us anymore 
that will go that'll officially go away. We'll just use the website one. <laughs> Don't jinx us. <laughs> well, I'm gonna I'm just not gonna give out the Google Voice. Yeah. If the other thing goes away as all of other tools always seem to go away, we'll go back to the Google Voice. But Yeah. Um we did get a question on Twitter uh from L Duck F C and he says, although a game may be great, if the achievements are awful or hard to obtain, do you still play them? Well, yeah. Yep. yep. <laughs> yes. Um, I'm kind of wondering if he meant to send this to the Achievement Hounds, because <laughs> uh, the Achievement Hounds probably say, no way, man. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm, you know, I used to play for achievements. I still do like to get achievements, don't get me wrong. But it's not my focus anymore. It's not... Uh, it's I a bonus, not a motiv- motivating point. I don't pick a game out based on if the achievements are good or easy or not. I play the games I want to play. And then because I'm going to have a good time, I'm going to have a good experience. I, I Yeah, unfortunately, I've had a few games that I didn't care for this, you know, this last year. You get some bummers. But I played the games I wanted. I didn't play any Hannah Montana's or My Horse and Me or no connect sesame streets or nick dance or anything like that I, I, why i don't i have no interest in them and who cares if you get gamer score i really don't care i would rather get gamer score on games i love to play or that i'm enjoying so i will absolutely play a game that might have hard achievements but if it's a game i want to play i'm going to play it um, look at, look at the list I, I just set out there, you know, um, I don't know what the achievements are, but every game that I said, I'm looking forward to next year, I will play every single one of those regardless, um, of what the achievements are. Right. How about you, Rob? <laughs> I really don't pay attention to achievements <laughs> I think at all. If you, and here's the interesting thing. If you do go check out our newly designed website, <laughs> you can see that Rob really doesn't care about gamer score. As he's sitting at 4,011 points. And it took me five years to get up from 2,000. <laughs> and you had your Xbox before me. Yeah, I'm sitting at 143,915. Yeah. Um, but that's because the only reason I'm that high is I did have a time where I was playing games for achievement points. Is, I remember there was like the big competition between you and Kyle. I think it was to hit 45K. Was, yeah, was the there, there was something like I think he made a comment to me once, or and about him being more gamer score, and it yeah. was like the night it was like I once I passed him, I just kept going, and it took him a long time to pass me, and then it was like I I just got tired of the crap games. I really got tired of playing garbage stuff that I would never normally play, just for meaningless gamer score points. So. Yeah, of course. Now he's way beyond me. I oh yeah. Gosh, those guys, the achievement hounds, have freaking gone way up there. Uh, I wonder if there's. I think I think they have their tags on their site, right? Yeah, like elite. Oh no, they're showing their. Okay. Yeah, elite e dog four twenty. His gamer score is three hundred and sixty six thousand. Wow. Ironic cow is now at three hundred and eleven thousand, and ravioli Capone's at three hundred and four thousand. Yeah, because so, he just got his recently, I think. So those guys care about points. <laughs> they will play. They would probably tell you no. In fact, and here, here's here's a little something. And nothing against those guys. I love those guys over there, man. Mm-hmm. Um, 
They're great. I hope to be able to meet Ravioli Capone in person sometime soon. He's the only guy out of the group I haven't met yet. Um, but uh, and and these all all those guys are great. I love them. They're they're I consider them good friends of mine. And the the thing that kind of I see what happened is that like I'll, and I'll use I'll use Kyle for example, Moronic Cal. I know that he has liked and loves certain franchises of games. And what I've seen happen is that he's no longer playing them because it will take too long to get the points. So the good games keep getting pushed aside for things that they can get the thousand overnight as they're asleep and they're turboing or something. Somehow they can turbo control or rubber band stuff and use a fan or I don't know. There's all these tricks to get the points, but it's like they're not even playing the game. And it's like you're I think you're missing out on the whole point of the gaming. And that's why I'm really, you know, I hit that stage or I hit that wall. It's like, why am I doing this? You know, I'm not even enjoying the games that I'm playing. So now I enjoy them. I don't rent near as much and from Gamefly. And um, the only things I rent are stuff I actually kind of want to play. And uh, I'm really enjoying my gameplay. So I think it's more fulfilling for me. Um, but I know these guys, I, I understand where they're coming from because they're doing like the meta game, you know, of how many points can you get and what do you, you know, how quickly can you get them? And, and I get that, you know, that's like a game in and of itself. I just hate to see them miss out on, on some amazing experiences in gaming, you know, and these guys are still like, I know lead E-Dogs playing Far Cry 3, um, so, you know, they do find time to come and play the stuff that I know they want to, but it, it just stinks if you can't get to those games that you love. <laughs> oh, for sure. So, um, okay, so moving on, I asked the community this week, and, and this is, I asked them in our Facebook group, so if you want to sound off, uh, that's where you'll see the questions each week. But I said, what game do you think was Game of the Year for 2012? And Rob, why don't we just go back and forth on these? Sure. Um, Jacob said okay. uh, Walking Dead. Yeah, Walking that's, Dead. That's Dark Eye Defender. That's right. So, And then uh, Joey came in with, uh, I'm thinking Far Cry 3. So far, it's the best game I've played all year besides Sleeping Dogs and Walking Dead. And uh, Paul said, uh, for him, it's Dishonored. Uh, Stuart, also known as Carbide, wrote in Assassin's Creed or Halo, mainly Assassin's Creed 3. Um, Kyle came in instead, um, who's Wilkes 07, by the way, I finally figured that one out, <laughs> uh, Assassin's Creed 3, he says he hasn't played it, but he's got that one, Mass Effect 3 or Sleeping Dogs is his picks. Okay, uh, Frank writes in as Borderlands 2. Uh, it's either Jesse, Jesus, or Jesus, <laughs> writes in. Uh, it's between Dishonored and The Walking Dead. Uh, Robert writes in Black Ops 2 and The Walking Dead. I'm, I'm seeing a trend here. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dag writes in and says, Halo 4 was a great campaign. Black Ops 2 was great multiplayer. Dishonored was a great new spin on first-person shooters, adding stealth. Borderland, best co-op game. Okay. Nikki writes in 
Spec Ops The Line, Amazing Stories Shows the Horror of War and the Way Good People Do Horrible Things for Good Reasons. Also a game that has an ending of putting the controller down and walking away in class. Yeah, that was uh, an interesting game. I did play that one. Um, Mojo Red says, I'm going with Borderlands 2. Still cannot put that game down. Jeremiah says, Minecraft. <laughs> A lot of laughter. <laughs> yes. And then he says... Okay, I'll, I'll go. With that. I'll do that one. Number one, I'm enjoying is Assassin's Creed Three. We are so spoiled with so many games that I could name five. I would say we are the winners. See, I let you say that because it's the same guy. Yes, <laughs> I, I picked up on that. Okay, because Minecraft was a joke, right? Get it? Yes. Um, and then of course, Soul Assassin 808 says, "Yeah, Borderlands Two, with Mass Effect Three being a close second. And I. So that's it. That that was uh, the the voices from the community. Oh, there's one more. Oh, wait. Did you read it? The last one? Soul Assassin. Yeah, yeah. Okay, you got it. Yep. So um, we will probably get back to putting out comments. Uh, we, we usually post out there in our Facebook, give you a question or ask you what you want us to talk about. We'll probably get back to doing that. Again, it depends on how much new stuff we have. Um, we didn't ask for any specific topics this week because we knew we'd have a pretty long show with the game of the year, so we asked you what your favorites were. So we might do something like that in the future, just kind of stick to one thing, uh, and we'll probably rotate. But um, I think, Rob, too, we're only going to we're going to have one more episode this year, um, right. uh, which will be we're going to record again on the 16th, and then we're going to take the following two weeks off, um, I think, for the holidays, for Christmas and New Year's. So yep. we don't think we've left. Um, just because you don't hear from us, we will be back. You will hear us next week. Uh, and then after that, we won't have a show until the 6th of January will be our next recording. So I'll just give you guys a heads up. I don't want you to think we've left again, but we are taking two weeks off. And... Um, I guess that wraps it up. The only retail release this week is The Walking Dead is coming out on the disc version is supposed to come out this week. And that is all. So you got any last minute words, Rob? Words of wisdom? Just one more thing. Besides that your new favorite channel is going to be Esquire channel? <laughs> uh, Yeah, right. I think you already proved it's, the difference it's there. It's going to be, you know... Everything on your DirecTV remote, all your like quick favorites are all going to be the same channel. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Yeah. No, mine's like the Sportsman channel for my guns and ammo TV show and TAC TV. And... Well, come on, man. You got to look good at the range. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, if I walk out there with frosted <laughs> hair, they're going to shoot me. Frosted lettuce. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, All right, it's it's time to close this out. Yes, it is. I, I, I'm past 25 minutes past due for my drugs, so I need yeah. to take some more and get the show posted or put together. So uh, if you listen to us on iTunes, please review us and rate us. Please give us five stars. We thank you, we thank you, we thank you so much. And uh, thanks, guys, for another great year. We will be back next week. And uh, we'll talk to you guys then. I am Mark, a.k.a. Wingman709, taking off. 
This is Rob, also known as Presar. Thanks for listening, everybody. I'll catch you all next week. <laughs>